T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, here's Wiggy, Gresh, and Keith on WEEI. All right, a couple minutes early. You get two extra minutes of your uh, favorite pregame football crew getting you ready for a game at 4.05. It's supposed to be Sunday night football, but the Patriots and the Raiders got moved off of that. And, boys, do we bright have spot, really. Real bright spot, really. Real moving it. Nah, I didn't need four straight primetime games. So, moving it to. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not you. even like, I don't you're care. The one who, you're the one who's always on me for the time of the games no. and stuff like Listen, that. Listen, I'll still no. go to bed at one or two in the morning tonight, but I don't need to be uh, wasting my time Brag. watching this. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I like to stay up because I have two kids that don't sleep when you want them to sleep. But, uh, no, I just didn't need it. I think, I think America didn't need the Patriots and the Raiders and Probably not. Well, Uh, well, uh, considering yesterday, uh, some of the games on the NFL Saturday special, uh, some of them are pretty good. Some of them were pretty bad. The Minnesota Vikings, you talk about, Mm. uh, I mean, how do the Colts, (laughs) I mean, practically a 36 to nothing in the game, and then they blow it and lose 39-36 in what is officially the biggest comeback in Mm. NFL history. Amazing. It's nuts. And Matt Ryan the quarterback for that one as well. well. Jeff it, Saturday. Doesn't it show more about like the Vikings and 11 win team that you're like, Ooh, yeah, I oh, think, there's danger signs there, right? Yeah, like, they don't look great, but it is the, the Colts. It's, it's comical. Like that is such a huge lead to blow. You're right. about to have 34 nothing. Like, but you can expect that from the Colts. I Not mean, that many points. But they, oh, you're right. And doing ESPN, uh, Best pancakes of the week. <laughs> Pretty much. Jermaine, you would not have blown a 33-point <laughs> no. lead if you were the coach of the Colts. Hell no. You're you're on the couch, too. I mean, the, it's just... That was wild. No, my favorite, though, too, was just at, at the half, because this is fantasy football playoffs right now, mm-hmm. and at the half, if you had started Kirk Cousins or Justin Jefferson, you're losing your mind. You're losing your mind. You're like, all right, that's it for me. Second half. They go nuts. Mm. Kirk Cousins, 460 yards passing Jeez. and four touchdowns. And like two He's like a buck 20 at the half. Are they going to pick? And you're like, yep. oh, this isn't working. Jefferson got hurt, and then he came back in, and he ended up having a, a monster game as well. And yeah, so, that hit from Gilmore. They wrote, people were like, oh, it's mm. dirty. I, no, he hit him with the shoulder. I he got him. I mean, he I just Jefferson rim-rocked pissed, him. But. I'll tell you what, though. If you started K.J. Osborne for some reason Oof. in fantasy, yeah, doing right. you yeah. pulled a big upset. Uh-huh. He ended up with 157 and a score. Uh, what was really amazing about it, and, and I know we'll get to the Buffalo game, is Minnesota touchdowns to... Osborne, Jefferson, Cook, and Thielen. And it's like, you might want to try to stop all those guys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You think? Whereas when you look at the Bills game, it's like, 
who the hell's the third tight end? The yeah. third running oh, yeah, back yeah. catches a touchdown pass. It was kind of crazy. So the Vikings end up getting a win, and uh, the Colts creep ever so closer to, uh, well, they're, they're in uh, top five pick category. Right. And then there is the Dolphins and the Bills. And look, I heard it somewhere. I admit I rolled it out to you guys. Dolphins defense on the road. Averaging 30 points a game given mm-hmm. up. Yeah. And this was another one, but the Bills had to come back as well. Dolphins had a uh, 26-21 lead and went up 29-21 early in the fourth quarter. And then a pass to Dawson Knox. And then 15 plays, 86 yards to end the game. It ends in a field goal. And we were sold a bill of goods that there was going to be massive snow during this one. Uh, second half, by the end, it got pretty intense. Like they had yep. to, the linemen had to, like you know, get the snow mm. off where the kicker was going to go. Right. First half, it was nothing. First half, it was just like a cold, clear day. Right. And then you finally got the weather late into the night, and uh, fourth quarter was good. I think Josh Allen, he's still probably third or fourth, but he really put himself back on the radar. Yeah. I think for MVP, you know, that was a game where. At home, you're wondering what's going on. Like he touched down gonna be a hook at the end of the yeah, half. Nasty. At first, I was like, "Oh, what an idiot!" Four what touchdowns, no picks. Like he was, right. he was pretty good. I know, and, I know he the, fumbled, but still. his runs too. Yeah. The the fact oh, that he you know, rushing again. Right. When you look yeah. at what the Patriots did to him in the pocket, compared right. to what the uh, what the Dolphins couldn't do with him in the pocket, and I know he didn't run for a touchdown, no. but it was ten carries, he, for seventy-seven yeah, he was, yards. He did what he did again, like that play at the end of the half. I'm like, oh. Throw it away. Throw it away. The time's running out the no. clock. You're not going to leave here with no points. And yeah. then he ends up finding James Cook in the back of the end zone. Uh, but that's his ability to be able to do that, yeah, which makes him nasty. so, you know. But I'll it, say the Dolphins, that was one where, I mean, they still, they came to play. And they were, yeah. they were winning that game. And everybody's making a big deal out of Mike McDaniel wearing the shirt that said, like, oh, I wish it was colder. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, Tua playing in a cold weather game. I mean, those guys were fine. They, they well, put 29 win. points on the board. Yeah, you had a win on a last second, basically a last yeah, second field goal. Right. So these are two teams that you're going to see yeah, they're in both a pretty good. few weeks. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. Well, and I saw someone tweet out that the uh, that the Dolphins losing is good for the Patriots. Uh, I'm not so sure. I mean, it's okay. good in the sense that it now, you know, it obviously gives you uh, – it puts you closer in the mix to them, right? Or it drops yeah. them. And now I already gave them a spot. Now I guess they could fall out of it. But, they, but, but they're that's, eight and six. Like I guess if the Patriots win, they're eight and six. But right. I don't know. Right. And but see, I think it looks like if you're looking at Dolphins, Jets, Chargers, and um, uh, who's the other? Well, Dolphins, Bengals. Jets, Chargers, Patriots yeah. are really the three. The, the, the Bengals have elevated. Right. And I, think I think the Bang- Miami's all the Ravens above them. No, oh. see, Ravens. See, I wouldn't say are they falling apart. See, I wouldn't say the Miami's above them. Ravens. Well, it's all about Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah. But if you look at where the teams that I think are going to be in fighting for these last playoff spot, yep. um, it's probably going to be Miami, the Jets, you the New England Patriots, mm-hmm. and the Chargers. All those teams like kind of hovering around. Yeah, I I thought it was three for one, but I I guess you could make the, like three teams for one yes. spot. But I guess with Miami's loss, I guess you'd have to say four teams for two spots. Yeah, even though in my mind I already have Miami as a playoff team. But right. I mean eight and six. If the Chargers, Jets, and Patriots all win, then they all have the same record. So I mm-hmm. guess we really can't. I guess Wiggy's right. You can't say that they're right. And that then far ahead. the biggest thing when you look at when you look at the Miami Dolphins, it, to me, I'm looking at these teams is how their schedules pan out. So Miami, they're sitting there at eight wins, but if you look, they have the Packers, you, and the Jets. Mm-hmm. 
The Jets. Ooh, are, that Jets Dolphins game, right? Could be a play in play out game, right? Oh, definitely. It could be. Like they should beat the Packers, so right. that would get them to nine wins. But then when the when when the 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 Dolphins play us, then it's like a fifty fifty game. You don't know what direction that that game's going to yeah. go. In. You could beat them if you bring your A game. Right. They can obviously beat you. So if you're able to beat them, then that Jets game is going to be interesting at the end of the season, right? Because I I ultimately think. That nine wins might be able to sneak a team in. I think nine. Oh, I, think, yeah. I think somebody's getting in with nine. I think somebody's also might be out with nine. Yeah, right? it's yeah. a tiebreaker. No, that's, that's a good point. And so like nine doesn't guarantee you anything. Ten, ten is the guarantee. Yes. If you get ten wins, you're in. Nine, there might be three teams with nine, and two of them are in, or two of them are out. I think that's why people aren't panicking on Baltimore, even though they lost to Cleveland yesterday. Right. And Lamar's hurt, but they got nine wins but that, already. But that opens up the division, right? Like they were holding on to it because because yep. Cincinnati got off to a slow start, but Cincinnati's going in the right direction. Baltimore's right. going in the wrong direction. So Cincinnati, uh, after a brief Super Bowl hangover, is going right. to going to win that division, right? Yeah, I think. Do you think? I, I think so. I think because how long is Lamar going to be out for? Right, uh, great, uh, great. Four, week to week, right? Chris, you brought up a great point. Like Baltimore sitting there at nine wins, you expect them to be able to get one more and get them to ten to yep. put them in. They do have a head to head at the end of the season, right? So, so, and you think Cincinnati, the way they've been playing, they're on the rise. They're going to get to ten. That's why I look at it, it's a four team race yeah. by those four teams that are sitting there with six losses and basically. Which one of these teams is going to get nine wins? And which the Chargers have the best road because if you look at the yeah, Chargers schedule, they yeah. play some crappy teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you're sitting there going, all right, it is almost. I, I ultimately think it's going to come down to all the AFC East teams: you, uh, Patriots, Dolphins, yeah, Jets. It could be. No, uh, last week of the regular season could be big. And and look in terms of that from the New England end. If Buffalo has the number one seed sewn up going into the final weekend, how yeah, do they treat it? Mm-hmm. Do they treat it as, hey, because every I, I want to say that the, the the Bills are ravaged with injuries. Mm-hmm. Everybody's dealing with injuries now. Everybody would love to have not only the bye week, but an extra week to be able to kind of get their ducks in a row, try to get their guys upright. Uh, the Dolphins are an interesting study because – Earlier this year, they beat the Ravens in one of those. Now, it was week two. And that was when the Ravens were in the middle of having all those collapses. So, they lost to Miami at home, did Baltimore, 42-38. to 38. But check out the, the Dolphins. They, they've lost at Cincinnati, at the Jets, at San Francisco, at the Chargers, at the Bills. Their three road wins are Baltimore, Detroit, and Chicago. Mm. And even against Detroit and Chicago, they gave up 27 and 32 in the win. Mm. Their road defense has been terrible. They're three and five on the road. But for Miami, it was more of the, like, they tried to get over the cold weather hump yesterday. And Tua was okay, but he wasn't great. But he's still like. There's, There's something, something about, about it. Yeah, like, just, doesn't it look like a struggle well, well, to throw it? Now, that, I know it was cold yesterday, and maybe it, it affects the grip on the ball, but just overall, it's an effort for him right. to throw and that's some of those why, out. And that's why I'm not sold that he's going to be the guy coming yeah, next you might, year. Yeah, you might be right. And, but the other thing with Buffalo, I think Buffalo is not in a position where that last game of the season is going to be, all right, we could sit out players. Because if you look at the way Kansas City's schedule shakes up, 
Yeah. Their schedule's pretty easy. Right. And so it, they both went out. The Bills would have it, but they can't lose. Right. Game, and right? the but can't the, plays Houston today, by right. the way. Right. And the mm. Bills and the Bills, they got to go to Cincinnati. So there really is no room for error with them. They yeah. Like, Kansas City's got nobody left. Right. And so. You, and so I think that's why the but the last game of the season for the Patriots is you know against Buffalo. Right. I don't think it's going to be one of them games where Buffalo's going. All right, we're sitting down on guys. Just because we were talking about the Saturday night games, do you guys think there's any chance that the Cleveland Browns, despite the fact it's been really ugly, they won one game uh, just based on their defense. Then they they win yesterday, really defense again, thirteen mm-hmm. to three. So they're six and eight, but they have the Saints, Commanders, Steelers left. Mm. That's interesting. Can yeah. they be one of the nine win teams? They could potentially. You know? They they would be a team. That could throw their name into the ring, but then it's going to come down to where do they stand with tiebreakers. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. But, but they, they would be the nine-win team that would get bumped. Gets out. Because yeah. their AFC record right now terrible, is right? four and seven. Yeah. So if you get, uh, what, they only got a chance for one more AFC win along the way, make them five and seven. Because yesterday point, it would have been an eliminator, and I thought, oh, the Ravens will still right. win, and that, that thing will be over. It's like, uh, and what nope. And what is it again? It's usually overall record, and then after that, does it go when teams are not in the same conference as it go to then conference record because it's all weird the tiebreaker things yeah if uh it depends on if it's a one two or three team tie mm-hmm. i know we're getting into the real yeah, free yeah. whip headache but if there are say four say there's three teams with nine wins your head-to-head does matter yeah right. it goes so, to conference so if, record. It's, if it's three or more head-to-head Best one loss tie percentage in games among the clubs. So you see if they play. Oh. Now sometimes that applies, sometimes that doesn't. Okay. And then it is uh, division for some reason, mm. and then it is uh, common games. Okay. So that would be you know say we all play. What a the mess! Right, it's a real popsicle headache. On that then one. it is conference. Mm. I was surprised to see that because I, I just I thought conference was much higher. But then again, fourth. when you're in three, yeah. I think that's the difference. Hmm. Three different divisions. The 12th tiebreaker, this is important. The 12th tiebreaker, coin toss. Hmm. (laughs) So, all this crap. Can you imagine that? It literally is like net points, net uh, touchdowns. There's a million things that go into it, and then it's coin toss. Well, that's why I think. (laughs) Like, hell if we know. (laughs) Give a coin. That's why ultimately I think that, you know, maybe they're a team that has a nine, if they can pull off nine wins, but they end up yeah. getting bumped out. I think ultimately, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to the three AFC uh, East teams. And then it'll obviously, because they're in division, we know it's going right. to instantly go to head to head. And that's why it's so important if you're the Patriots that the Miami game is going to yeah. be critical for you because you already own the tiebreaker against the Jets. I was going to say, two wins against the Jets, and all of a sudden that win against Cleveland? Pretty big now. Actually look pretty good. And like I, You're going to need that. And the Jets, by the way, beat Cleveland as well. Right. Right. So Cleveland could get the nine, Rich, to your point. Yeah. But it feels like they would tiebreaker city. But if they made it to nine yeah. wins mm-hmm. there... With you know, with the old pervert coming back to play quarterback, Correct. you'd feel pretty good. And my, so then Miami, based on all of that, then that becomes the next most important game. Like you got to win today. Like yep, you right. have to beat the Raiders. It's the most winnable yes. of the four remaining. But then between Cincinnati, Miami, and Buffalo, if you want to play it out, the Miami game becomes more important because they're much more likely to be in that wild card group with you yes. than clearly Buffalo or Very Cincinnati so. would be. And they already they and, and you already lost the first game to them. So right. you can at least split that, and then you have some of these other tiebreakers. Yeah, it's. 
This is what the NFL wants. You know, week oh, 17 and God, 18, yeah. every game essentially matters. Even the teams that are out of it, they're playing spoiler or whatever because that extra playoff spot has just opened up so many more opportunities. Now, that playoff team that gets in, probably going to be terrible, whether it's the AFC or the right. NFC, but the NFL doesn't care. It's an extra wild card round game in each conference. And, and we we're talking it. about the final four weeks Money. of the season. Final and, month. and we That's love it. it too, though. More playoff football. Yeah, I'm not going to turn away from playoff football. Right. So, oh, it's right. our crack. Yeah, it's no, meth. Yeah, right, like, we're, right. we're all on it. How about the Jets today, though? And I, since we're having this whole uh-huh. big discussion, yep. the Jets get the Detroit Lions today. What a game. Who are on a heater. And you know what? I, I mean, the Lions, they're not great defensively. Right. They have been able to score. They can run it and possess it. But it's outside. Well, it is outside. It is an outside game. And Jared Goff's a little bit different. But yeah. then again, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Yeah. The team hates him. Right. I mean, the team hates him. They're yeah. only playing him because Mike White's hurt. Right. Like Mike White didn't get benched. And Mike White got pounded yeah, got last slammed. week. Right. That hit from Matt Milano might be yeah. the hit of the year on but any this, quarterback. But the one from Ed Oliver before that was even, you know. Oh, almost, I missed that one. It was almost at the, a similar level. It was an at. <laughs> I mean, Ed, Ol- Ed Oliver's, you know, 50, 60 pounds heavier than yeah. Matt yeah. Milano. It was another vicious hit. Do you hit. think Ooh. that. In a way, this start for Zach Wilson will determine his future in the league. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't know about determine his because if he just falls apart, or you see that the team hates him mm-hmm. and it's just a mess. Like I feel like not only is he not starting for them anymore, but teams around the league will be like, yeah, like What's I don't know point? about that. But if but if but if he's able to bounce back and play really well, I think it's like okay, maybe he learned from this. I think Rich is on to something. Well, Why see, I wouldn't say leads? the league, but I would say. Time the, with the Jets, Jets be right? Over. The Jets yeah. have to be like, ooh, yeah. We drafted him what number two, two overall, two, number and, two and passed pick. on three other guys, right? So you draft yeah. you draft him number two overall. This would be his second year. Do you pull the plug after his second year for the second overall pick? Cardinals did it with the what tenth overall pick and in Rosen. Tenth, tenth oh, no, is different, different than it two. Is, it is different than two, right? And the only reason why the Cardinals did it with Rosen because how long did Ryan Leaf left? The head coach left. Uh, Ryan Leaf was there for maybe three or four years, right? I think he started that many years. Uh, he might have been on the roster a third year, but I'm pretty sure Sandy, after that whole incident, the junior Seau mm-hmm. had to come over and save him. I think they kind of got him. Ryan Leaf started the- in 98 of yep. his rookie year. Didn't play in 99. Was he hurt? Not really sure. Oh, didn't play. And then he then he started nine games for him in 2000. And then that was it. And right. then he went to Dallas as so, a backup. So and then that was if done. you yep. think that yeah. the Josh Rosen thing was different because the head coach got fired the year that they Well, they also him. ended up the number one pick, too, yep. yeah, which yeah, yeah. is, you yeah. know, right. like, yeah. like I think if the Jets ended up with the number one pick this year. Well, they're they, not. Yeah, so do you pull the plug? I would ask this question. You're in that situation as the GM of this team. Do you pull the plug on the second overall pick after his second year? Uh yeah, it's tough to do that. They'll yeah, probably keep him around, but they're not going to count on the guy. He's going to end yep. up in Sam Darnold land. He's going to get he'll, I think he'll he's go more yeah, because team. this is this isn't just bad performance. Mm-hmm. Like how many times like all these other guys, even like Jamarcus Russell, I don't think was as disliked by his teammates. As immature. He you know what immature. I think? He, he, he's in the he's probably more on the journey of your boy except for not Baker? Ha- Baker. <laughs> except no playoff appearance. Yeah, <laughs> Baker Mayfield won a playoff game. Right, but without the without the, the statistics of Baker Mayfield. But he also started for four years there and there really wasn't a debate right, right. whether he should start or not. But I think as far as like do we pull the plug on our number one overall in Baker Mayfield. Oh yeah. So 
And, and the pe- and a lot of his teammates weren't huge fans of Baker Mayfield. Well, I mean, Odell Beckham's dad didn't nah, like that him, is true. but everybody else is all right. Well, there is that. That's I, right. I, it's it's to me, it's fascinating because the Jets are not going to be a team that's even going to be close to the top ten as far as picks. So yeah, they're not going to probably be nowhere where they can get a quarterback. Do you do you say all right? Is it? I don't know. Does Salah say? It's the offensive coordinator. No, but he, that's that's why he has a chance to sort of save it because this is a huge game. Like the the Lions and the Jets are playing a Week 15 game where both are in the playoffs. Both have skin mix. in the game, big right. time. Yeah, and so if Zach Wilson plays well in this one and they win, it's almost like winning ten games with the Jets. You know, like it's right. such a they haven't had a big game in twelve years, probably. Oh yeah. And so That's this, about is, right. this is one of them. Now, the Jets, by the way, they'll play the Lions, then short week against the Jaguars. At they home, get the though. Thursday night game. Two they are games. at home. Okay. And then it's at Seattle. Good luck dealing with that noise with yeah. a young quarterback. And then it's at Miami last yeah. week of the year. So while the opponent in the Jaguars isn't as difficult, let's yeah. say, in terms of record-wise, the Jags are playing better. Offensively, they're finding some legs a little bit. And it's the whole short week right. against uh, a team that you're pretty unfamiliar with because of the head coaching changeover. Right. You got to go back and look and at those Jacksonville's old not one. Of, Jacksonville isn't the Jacksonville of old where we go. All right, this that, that should be a cakewalk. I mean, he's got them. Doug Peterson's got those boys playing well down there. Trevor Lawrence is, is doing a better job. So that's a game that even though it's in New York, that defensively you should be able to slow down like those two games for the Jets you should be able to win because the Lions outdoors are a different team um so you should be able to win those two games and then that puts you at the nine wins and now you got to figure okay if we can squeak out one of the two wins on the road whether it's Seattle or Miami we're in good position. But the bigger question becomes, uh, Rich, you brought this up. It does give Zach Wilson like 10. If he goes out there and plays ridiculous today and they beat the Lions, now doesn't Salah have a very big – He's got to play him. Doesn't he have like this huge conundrum on his hands? Mm-hmm. Like, do I go back to my uh, Mike White that everybody likes or do I stay with Zach? That's mm-hmm. a great point, Wiggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll continue to unpack what happened yesterday in the NFL. Four games already off the slate. We have a bunch of them to preview as well. Some are good, some are bad. This is very much an up-and-down week in the league. we got a lot going on. Here's Ethan. He is ready to trend. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Week 15 of the NFL continues on as yesterday's slate of games included the largest comeback in NFL history with the Vikings win over the Colts after trailing 33-0 at halftime. Matt Ryan now on the end of two of the most historic collapses in NFL history. The Patriots are playing the Raiders today in Las Vegas this afternoon at 4.05 p.m. Jalen Mills, Devontae Parker, and Damian Harris are already listed as out for the Patriots with Jack Jones, Jacoby Myers, and Ramondre Stevenson currently listed as questionable. Be sure to stick around after this show to catch the Lions take on the Jets in New York. We'll be airing that here on WEI. And then immediately following the Patriots game, you can catch the Six Rings postgame show with hosts Andy Hart and Kari Thompson for a full breakdown and analysis of the game right here on WEI. 
The Bruins continue their dominant run this season with a 4-2 win over the Columbus Blue Jackets yesterday. They play again tomorrow night at 7 against the Florida Panthers here in Boston. And your Celtics are back in action for a rematch against the Orlando Magic this afternoon following their 117-109 loss on Friday. Tip-off for that game is at 3 p.m. I'm Ethan Rissadulu, and that's what's trending here at WEI and WEI.com. Who's in and who's out for today's Patriots-Raiders game? We'll start to get into that next on WEI Football Sunday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Coming to you from the Best Yet Brand Studios, WEEI Football Sunday. We got you to 1 o'clock football all day long here on WEEI. And then we head into Christmas week. Games on Christmas is going to be real weird. Everybody's going to be, you know. I know, not NBA games. That's my thing. That's that's normally their day. They yeah, got five oh, games with the 10 best teams. Yeah, that is weird. And they're going yeah. head-to-head with the league. Good well, luck. The Good NFL, luck. that's the thing. Like, they're, now it's the whole, uh, how can we fight? Like, I think they're putting that Steelers-Raiders uh, game on NFL Network to be able to avoid any conflict with among their million network partners. Right. Well, that's one thing we don't have to worry about today. In fact, we get a traditional West Coast 405 kickoff. For the Patriots and the Raiders. Uh, So a lot of player movement over the last 24 hours. Let's start with the Patriots first. Jalen Mills, Devontae Parker, Damian Harris all out. Mm. Isaiah Wynn is out. He was put on IR. So it looks like his season might be over. Uh, Now Jamie Collins up from the practice squad. J.J. Taylor, not up from the practice squad, as Ramondre Stevenson, Jack Jones, and Jacoby Myers are questionable. So off of all that, what's the feel just in terms of position groups, running backs, corners? Let's yeah. get, let's unpack. I think you might see the rookie running backs a lot today. Yeah. I do. Like I don't think Stevenson's any guarantee to play. You know, he gets hurt, doesn't return, and it's a short week. I don't love the chances. They've already ruled out Harris, so... Kevin Harris, Pierre Strong, 
Luckily, you saw them and they looked pretty good yeah. last week. And you, the know, you feel a little bit better. Than and the, the defense before. you're going against is not like, you know, the not great. 80, it's like last week. 85 yeah. Bears, so it's nope. not like you're. No, it's a good spot for both of those guys to get more opportunities. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just for them, it's more about you're going to get opportunities. There, it's going to be more about ball security. Yeah. You know, ball security and then trying to figure out who becomes the third down back. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy that, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, is. You know, maybe kind of takes on a little bit of the Stevenson role when it comes to catching the ball out of the backfield or protection. Who becomes that mm-hmm. guy? What's the best feel that you guys have for Ramondre? I think the fact that J.J. Taylor isn't up and they're going to go with Ramondre and the rookies. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, 33-33-33, anything mm-hmm. like that. But we know Ramondre had to leave that Cardinals game. So there's got to be something there. I know you can heal pretty fast in six days, especially if it isn't a completely horrific or a high ankle sprain, as mm-hmm. we saw with Mac Jones. But what's your vibe on Ramondre today, Wiggs? Well, you know, I, I, I guess you're dealing with an ankle injury. If it's not a high ankle sprain, it's like, you know, Rich, you probably know this because you're a big basketball fan. These guys, you guys tweak their ankles all the time, tape it up a little bit heavier mm-hmm. um, than normal. and yeah, Rub something on it, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you get your toad all shot, you know, and you got a little juice flowing around. But it's more, it's more of Is that like, what they call it. I need a little juice. Yeah, it's more of like the. He's not really a big side to side type of cutter. Right, right. He's more of a north and south guy, so that should be fine with him. I think the. Where it'll be a little, little bit more difficult is in the passing game because, you know, you got to be able to contort your body a little bit, and that's where you got to be able to plant and move off of it in different directions. So maybe there. Uh, but I, I almost feel like you probably see a pretty good amount of him unless he re-injures it again. Uh, what do you? What's your vibe on Ruth Stevenson? Uh, I don't think he plays. Really? Like, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. I just, again, short wow. week like that, I think the uh, – and I – I think they do have confidence, though, in those young guys. That's probably why you don't need a J.J. Taylor. Like, they've had a bunch of weeks, I feel like, where they've had two guys active, right? Like, two running backs. Right, but it's Stevenson and Harris guys. That well, are, yeah, you yeah. might feel a little bit better. But even I'm Harris I'm worried about that third down protect, protection, uh, quite honestly. Yeah. No, it's it's not ideal, but those guys were kind of thrown into it. I don't think either expected to get nearly as many reps as they did last week. True. And they were able to pull it off. But, yeah, I mean, they have – every team's dealing with this, it seems like, but they have major guys – on their injury report, right? You have starters across the board. It seems like every single level. Some have been ruled out. Some you're waiting till the last moment to see if they can uh, get out there. No Devontae Parker. Now, Jacoby Myers is questionable. We know he's fighting the concussion. He was able to fly out to the West Coast early in the week, so hopefully that's a step forward in terms of the, the concussion protocol and really the, the way that Myers is feeling. But with Parker out, Myers in, what changes in terms of more of the downfield passing game. Less. Yeah, yeah, yeah you don't do it as much, right? Yeah, you he's, know, Parker, like for as much as we've talked about the offense and how Mac wants to go downfield and they don't, they did it at the beginning of the year, then they stopped and all this. It seems like if you're going to rip it on first down and pick up a quick 15 yards, it's more likely to be Parker than anybody else. Yeah, it's going to be a back shoulder or a jump ball. Parker's got two routes he runs. He runs a goal route and he runs <laughs> right. a slant route. And right. So that's basically what he is. And when he runs a goal, out, goal route, it's either a back shoulder or a 50-50 ball. He's not running by anybody. Um, so you're, you're losing that element of it, the outside element. Jacoby Myers, obviously, to me, is more of a... a a factor than Devontae Parker because Jacoby Myers is more of the middle of the field guy you where go. you're more likely to see Mac throw the throw the football and he's more of a third down possession receiver. So 
Jacoby Myers is yeah. more valuable than Devontae Parker. Is your deep threat now Hunter Henry? Nah, he's really a seam threat. <laughs> I guess it's got to be Aguilar. Right. No, Thornton. It should be Tyquan Thornton. You would think. Yeah. It should be. But they don't I mean, want to throw those up to him, apparently. Yeah, he just like, like it, no. it almost seems like, and I, the Thornton, like the Thornton experiment is like, eh, you know, all right. It's like Ma- they don't know what to do with him, and that's my issue. Or he's just not ready for the role this year. He's just like, you know, he's like one of those, like the jury's still out on him. Mm. And I think one, this year, because of the injury, now you kind of look at him and what the role that they use him in. It looks like, all right, he's not ready for this year. He's a guy that maybe catch one or two balls. You, you don't even know what they might be. It might be little curl routes. But he's not the, oh, he's going to be a big main contributor, at least based on what we've seen this year. And let's see what he looks like. Next year with a full off-season training camp, that kind of thing. I would have thought that they would have found ways to either get him into the slot or find ways to get the ball in his hands, make someone miss, and then try to get him into some open space. If you're going to run 12 screens in a game Mm -hmm. and one of your fastest guys either A, doesn't get a ball thrown to him in the screen game, or B... there You you can't tell me that with, with what is going on in football nowadays... You pump fake the hell out of that, and then you turn around backside and throw it up to the guy. Well, Let him try I, to go beat somebody. I think the problem is maybe that isn't and what Matt he, Patricia can't think. Well, well, like, and, ah. may, and maybe that is not like that comfortable of what he can do. Right? He doesn't look like the 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 guy you could throw. Like speed is great when you're running a forty yard dash, mm-hmm. but then when you put eleven guys on a football field. That speed tends to be like, uh uh-oh, all right, he can't use it like he would Mm -hmm. if he's just running a 40. And so it doesn't look like he has that ability to catch that bubble screen or that tunnel screen where he's out wide, they throw it to him, he makes one or two guys miss, and then he's able to find lanes where we've seen Kendrick Bourne does a decent job of it. He's almost like catch it, and then he runs straight, and then he gets tackled. It feels like they want to groom him to be the new Parker. Except with Parker, like you said, Wiggs, it feels like it's go routes or slants. Whereas yeah. when Brandon LaFell was in that role, that guy was the master of the ten yard hitch. It was like they could hitch him up every time and know that you can get the ball to him I on don't the outside. See Thornton as a Parker guy, like he does, he's not big and physical enough. I don't really know if I see him. But don't you want a faster guy in that role? Like I'm sure they like the size, and clearly he needs he needs four hots and a cot. That kid in terms of, of Taquan mm-hmm. Thornton. But I'm just trying to figure out like if he isn't, if you're not going to put him in the slot and try to win a matchup, and you're not going to put him on the backside of Parker, who you'd throw it down the field to, then. What is his role on this well, offense? He, but we're also sitting here saying, what the hell is this offensive system 13 weeks right. in? His role would be, based on is his speed, is would be a, a real goal route runner, not a 50-50 ball guy, but a guy that if he gets press coverage, he can just run by him, and then it becomes mm-hmm. uh, it becomes a bucket ball where it's over the shoulder, he catches it on the move and keeps going. Not a ball where he has to adjust to. He's not a Nikhil Harry, and granted, he didn't make many of these catches, or even a Devontae Parker where you can like stop and turn that ball and make it become a rebound. But to your point, Parker and Harry profile physically very similar, yes. bigger, thicker guys. Yes. Whereas with Thornton, he's a tall guy, but Thornton is based is, on speed. Thornton is more of like a Robbie Anderson type of body frame, 
when minus you, the jail time. Yeah, yeah. But when you look at the body frame, tall, skinnier guy, yeah. you know, and when you've seen Robbie Anderson, a lot of the some of his go routes were over the shoulder catches and just, you know, put But in. they're running out of options, right? Especially if Myers can't mm-hmm. go, then it's just right. strictly like, all right, who's, all, who's available right. and what can they do? Thornton, was it his first or second game where he had the two touchdowns? And you're like, oh. Yeah, they, one was they, on a reverse. Yeah. Yeah, like, all right, yeah, one was on that jet sweep around yeah. the goal line, and, and then, then he like, hasn't carried the ball since. No. But what's that tell? <laughs> like, works too well. Yeah, like, what's, ah, we don't like this. What's that tell you, though? Does it tell you that Matt Patricia is, he can't be, I know he, he can't be that big of an idiot to well, say. sure about that? <laughs> well, listen, Did just hear me out. To no, say, listen. all right, we ran a, we ran a jet sweep with. Thought before, we okay. can run him again, right. or is it that we try to run him in practice, and Thornton just looks really bad? Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? What's is he that big of an idiot? Because he ran one before. Yeah. So if I had asked you the question, is he the bigger <laughs> idiot, or in practice the store and just the jet sweep? We're talking about a simple, yep, simple jet jet sweep. I don't know. The the offense is... Survey says. Yeah. Uh, it might idiot. be the coach. It might be the coach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in that regard. Then you are a complete moron. <laughs> yeah, I kind of think so. I mean, and it's such an easy thing to set up and do. Well, that's you've done the, it before. Yeah, that's the hard part of understanding why this guy doesn't end up getting some more touches. Now, on the defensive side of things, uh, Jamie Collins is up from the practice squad. It feels like Jamie Collins... Clearly, hell, he ain't just on the back nine. This guy is playing the 18th hole of his career right now. But for four games, does that guy give you yet another rusher to then go with Judon and Uche? As much as Uche's been good, yeah. adding another kicks. To me, that's the that's what's left in Jamie Collins' career. You're not putting him in space. Yeah, it might no. be, what, 15 plays? Up towards the line of scrimmage yeah. and turn that guy loose. Yeah. I do wonder, and thoughts on this, if Jamie Collins becomes another blitzer for you because in the secondary you're probably going to have to keep the safeties out of the blitz scheme this week given what's going on at corner. Could be. I, and I think in a game like today, the pressure is going to be the most important thing because you mentioned all the guys in the secondary, too, who right. are also banged up. Oh, yeah, we're getting there. And Adams is already nasty, and, and Renfro's coming back, Waller's coming back, so... I don't trust most of those guys to cover for very long. Right. So whether it's Collins, Uche, Judon, they better be all over Derek Carr well, or it could be yeah. trouble. You know, could Collins be a matchup guy for Waller, Waller? in no. some way? I don't think Hell I no. think those days are past. He struggled with who was the guy Owen against Daniels. Yeah, Owen Daniels. Yeah. When oh he my was God. In, yeah, yeah. When Jamie Collins was like more in yeah. the prime of his career. He's a run blitzer or a pass blitzer, like somebody... Run blitz, good call, mm-hmm. You know, you got to think about Josh Jacobs, like maybe that, you know, they want to run... The, what's he, second in the league in mm-hmm. rush shot, so... Over 1,400. <clears throat> yeah, so you, you want to maybe be able to insert guys. We used to see this happen all the time with Brandon Spikes, right? You used, used to insert guys from yep. the linebacker position as run blitzers. You know, hey, we're selling out, thinking they're going to run, maybe we get a free runner, make a play in the backfield. I think that's kind of what Jamie Collins is, and then maybe every now and then you kind of have some stun on where... He's off the ball, and you slant the line right. one way, and you bring him another way, and maybe you're able to get him there. He knows how runner. to he knows how to hold an offensive lineman on a twist without getting right. called for it, or he becomes a free runner, and you, you know he's able because you're you're going against Derek Carr, who's not a guy that like Jamie Collins is probably still a better athlete than him. So it's not somebody that you got to worry about. All right, if Jamie gets in the backfield, this guy's gonna you know. 
you know, shake them up very good. So I think that's what you want to do and maybe. But I almost feel like they get enough pressure from their edge guys that you might not even need. Yeah, those guys have been great. Yeah, you don't yeah. even need to manufacture pressure with bringing an extra guy. Uh, Christian Barmore is activated as mm-hmm. well. Another guy to rotate through. I don't think they throw him in and give him 70% of the snaps. No. He's a part of the rotation. I think the question will be, what down and distances do they use him? First and second, and when it's second and short. Interesting. So you he's a think run he's defender. a run defender. Yes. So you think it's run defender yeah. first. Keith, how do you see that? Like, I, I would want... agree. And I think, well, because Josh Jacobs is the other part. Like, you know, you look at the Raiders, and you, Devontae Adams is the one that kind of jumps out to you. But Jacobs leads the league in rushing. Right. Guys having an unbelievable year. Right. And uh, we've seen the Patriots do a pretty good job against some running backs this year. But, yeah, they, they could use the full complimentary up front, and I think Barmore. Barmore, to me, can do a little bit of both, and unfortunately this season's been eh. interrupted by injury, right? right. Yeah, he's kind of good, some good, some bad early. Then he missed all these games, and so hopefully he can kind of turn around. But, yeah, I would think he's kind of slowing down Josh And he's more, of a, he's more of a run defender than he is a pass rusher. I mean, right. let's be honest. When you, oh, yeah. when you watch him, he's not like this dynamic pass rusher where you go, oh, okay, he's, he's more of a run defender, so I could see him being – you know, second and short, third and short, you know, first down situations where, okay, defensively they expect them to run the football, and those are the snaps. Now, if it's like a passing situation, they go with the, uh, what's the other kid, well, 95? Well, they have a, a quality. A yeah, That's yeah, why yeah. I wondered yeah. if on some of those longer third downs, if that's where maybe they try to get Barmore in but there. But Barmore's not really a pass rusher. Well, like, when you watch him, he doesn't, like, flash this. He's not a... Fletcher Cox or Chris Jones, bigger guy, you go, okay, this guy's a good pass rusher. He hasn't really at least flashed that, mm. right? You see him make We're a lot now of- at the point to where we can see if he can really pass rush because, to your point, he's been much better a run defender. Right. He's shown flashes, but we just haven't seen it again. And I would think that there's got to be a couple of those times where they would get him in there because Aquali's done a nice job. But Aquali's a, a better a pass rusher. But he, to me, is a better pass rusher from what I've seen than Bomb Warriors. He's flashed lately, there's no right. question. Uh, and then there is the back end. So Jalen Mills out once again. Uh, so it's going to be Jonathan Jones, mm-hmm. Jack Jones, who is questionable with a knee, Marcus Jones, Miles Bryant, and whatever Sean Wade is at this point. Right. Who knows? And you're getting Waller and Renthrow back? Yeah. This is where the safety surplus has to work for them. Jabril Peppers, I think, has played pretty well this year. Right. But with Waller back, this is one of the reasons why you got that guy from well, what everybody said. That. You're going to find out because most safeties can't cover elite tight ends. Right. And Waller's in the Travis Kelsey, George Kittle category on a consistent basis type mm-hmm. of tight end. But who the hell knows what Waller is because he hasn't played in forever. And so, McDaniels, I mean, whenever they had the full complement, it felt like offensively they struggled more than they have right. with just turning around and throwing it yeah. to Adams and handing mm-hmm. it to Jacobs. Well, see, I think the Waller and Renfro back, the bigger issue I have is Devontae Adams because now with those guys back, it's a lot harder to double Devontae. Oh, yeah, and you don't have size at corner either other than right. Wade. Wade is six one, but if – you put Sean Wade on Devontae Adams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's where I think the bigger issue comes is now when you bring those other guys, when the Raiders bring them back, now you, you are you going to be able to double and say, okay, let's single, rent, throw, and waller up? And we know if they happen to be like the players that they were before, it's going to be very difficult to, to be able to single them up. <clears throat> but well, you can't leave 
Devontae Adams out there by himself. Well, let's let's get to that because the Devontae Adams problem is very real. I know normally this is where we'd give you a bunch of fantasy football stuff, but most people are in the playoffs, and if you're not in your playoffs, you probably checked out of your league by now. But Devontae Adams couldn't end up having a big day. How do they deal with Devontae? We will get to that next. This portion of WEI Football Sunday brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi. That's Z-U-D-Y dot com for your free trial. How do the Patriots slow down Devontae Adams? We'll give you some thoughts on that next on WEI Football Sunday. Tom Kern will be with us at the top of the hour at 11 o'clock. So Devontae Adams and the Patriots, well, the Patriots have to find a way to slow down, uh, from my money, one of the uh, one or two very best receivers in the NFL. He's done it a long time. This guy gets it. He knows all the tricks inside and out, and he's going to go up against a Patriots secondary that has no Jalen Mills. Jack Jones is dinged up with a knee already. Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller are coming back. This is where your safeties have to work into play somehow. So how do you at least start in terms of trying to defend Devontae Adams, Keith? Well, I guess Jonathan Jones is your best remaining corner, Mm -hmm. right? So I think normally we've seen the Patriots, they might take the number two corner and put him on the best receiver and have safety help all the time. So I think you still have to have safety help. But now... Your number two corner is essentially your number four corner. So I think you have to go with your best guy, the best you can. Now, they're also going to run a lot of zones. So there's going to be times where, right. where you know, Jones isn't on Hop, or, uh, on Adams. But I think that's probably what you have to do and say, hey, like Devin McCourty, most of your attention needs to be on Adams no matter where he is on the field. Because if he's single covered, even if it's good defense, like he's going to make a play. He always does. So... Yeah, I think you have to throw multiple guys at him, and you have to throw your best guys at him. Well, the other part of it, too, is is that you now have Hunter Renfro, who slot guy, but maybe that's why maybe that's where Marcus Jones might be able so, to kind yeah. of hang with him a little bit. But then that still leaves Mac Hollins, who himself has been productive at times this year, yeah. but he's a bigger receiver as well. Mm. So when you start to try to play the matchup game a little bit, if you're because sa- I think – the safeties have to be more involved in terms of trying to deal with Waller. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where, you know, from my theory is Jamie Collins rides him a little bit the first five yards or whatever, try to make it tough for him to get into route. But if they put three wide receivers on the field, you uh-huh. have Adams, you have Renfro, who's a true slot guy, and then Holland's on the outside. Holland's ain't great, but if he's going to be matched up against... I don't know, Miles Bryant, Sean mm-hmm. Wade, you yeah. would have to think that, that Sounds like an advantage. McDaniels yeah. is going to know that he can take advantage of some of those matchups. Uh-huh. Wiggs, how would you, if you're in the Gerard Mayo role, what are mm-hmm. you doing? Uh, it's very simple. How did you handle DeAndre Hopkins? It's very simple. Get your ass to the damn quarterback. <laughs> Yeah. Make them uncomfortable back there. They had six sacks against Arizona. If you don't get to the quarterback, He's going to get open sooner or later. How much can you realistically blitz Carr? Because against Colt McCoy, you weren't worried about him necessarily burning. I don't know if you really realistically have to blitz him, but I'm telling Uche and um, And Judon, Judon. listen, this is why you guys are here, and this is why you, Judon, get the big money. And Uche, if you want the big money, it's to make the quarterback's life 
a living hell. Get back there. Put pressure on him. Make him get off of his spot. Make him have to move outside the pocket. Make things difficult for him because if we don't get that pressure from you guys, now you got it's very difficult to be able to put these guys in a situation where you say, all right, we're going to blitz guys unless you're zone blitzing, which then leads to open areas. And if you got like a guy, if you got a guy like Hunter Renthro or even a tight end that know how to find that spacing, then it's just dump downs or seven or eight yard gains because there's holes. So it's more about your pressure that you're able to get to Derek Carr to make him have to throw the ball uncomfortably. What do you make of the matchup between, because let's be real, Josh McDaniels is still the play Mm. caller out there, Mayo against McDaniels. How much does the institutional knowledge of each other and the way they do things matter going into this one? Well, we talked to Devin McCourty about this, and I asked him that question. He said that the biggest thing with Josh McDaniels, he's such a week-to-week game planner that it's very difficult to maybe say, okay, here's what they want to do. Um, so that's the approach. But then on the other side, you know that and you know what he likes to do as a defense, right? So they know Bill more than anybody knows exactly what Josh McDaniel wants to do, knows what's in his head. So you're able to know them just as well as they know you. So this becomes the ultimate chess match. You have to change calls on the offensive side. Defensively, you have to change your calls. You can't have the same calls because Josh is going to know what they mean. A lot of in-game coaching and adjustments, it feels like, in this Mm -hmm. one. And that's why, to me, it's still wild that Bill has a losing record in close to 40 games against former assistants and players, right, if you include Vrabel and O'Connell and Kingsbury. But that's wild to me because you would think because of these, oh, I know them, they know me, and like who's going to outsmart the other guy? You would take Bill over every single one of those other guys, and yet you do, you want. It seems like their knowledge somehow has actually been more beneficial in these kind of. They matchups. do so much better. You think of yeah. the first time, oh, you think about Bill's assistant coaches that become head coaches. I, and I don't know what is... It's ex- like they normally stink, and yet they beat Bill. And then Bill is almost unbeatable against everybody else, right. and then is sub-500 against them. I, I, it's, I, it's strange. Right. So you, you think about Bill's record against those his former assistants. And so when I look at this, I give the advantage to Josh McDaniels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not as cosign. I'm not as ready to cosign on that. However, but it is the among the many. Is there, though, right? Well, the proof is there, but he's already played McDaniel's once. So does it reset again? And are the Raiders going to be like like first? How, how Brian Flores beat the snot? Right. Well, but like first time around with McDaniel's, there was the hey, we're undefeated. This is my you know right. everybody rallied around it. Do we think the Raiders are going to be rallying around? Oh, we've got to get but, one for Josh. But I, I just, Derek Carr seems to really like him. Uh, Derek Carr was the one that was crying, remember, when, before they went on and won three straight games? How did Bill do against Matt Patricia? Lost. Right. How did Bill do against Brian Flores? Lost a bunch. Right. How did Bill do But against- he's also beat some of those guys, too. That's why I don't think it necessarily applies. Like, I get it that it's tilted in the other assistant's favor, but isn't it normally first time around? Like, how did he do against Mangini? Like, well, Mangini went to the Jets. He ended up getting him. No, no, he lost to Mangini. Well, he lost to Mangini once. Right, but I think ultimately, I think that... Like, we've already been through the virgin excursion of this with with, uh, McDaniels already. So you're thinking that, okay, this is... I don't think it's as big an advantage as it is if this were the first time. All right. Well, I, I always look at you. They, always remember your first, right? Now, but I always look at like for whatever reason, Bill. Even though you, you they just his assistants get the better of him. Well, you know? we'll talk about this with Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston next on Weei Football Sunday. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.